This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. We interrupt this program to bring you the following message. What if everything you've been told about money was a lie? It's time for the truth. Welcome to Financial Coaching Radio, where cookie-cutter financial advice just doesn't cut it. With your host, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. He's giving it to you straight and pulling back the curtains on the financial advice industry. No hidden agenda and no one-size-fits-all baby steps. Only unbiased, objective help for your entire financial life. Tackling your money questions at 893-1450. And now, here's the host of Financial Coaching Radio. Commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. What is up? We're going to show giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, check out Jason Qualls, cfp.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-Q-U-A-L-L-S cfp.com if you want to jump in questions comments click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com later in the show we'll talk about all that's going on in the mortgage market get some of this for headlines home buyer mortgage demand spikes 33 percent as rates set another record low so the last time we talked about mortgage rates on this show we thought that was the record low Nope, not the record low. How low can they go? We'll talk about it later. Keep it locked in right here on WGNS and Financial Coaching Radio. What's up with Warren Buffett? What's Warren Buffett thinking about all this mess? What's going on? He's probably not thinking a whole lot because the dude's really old and the dude's worth a lot of money. So let's figure out where Warren Buffett stands today in his net worth. He's worth seventy. One billion dollars. Yeah, he's he's kind of lagging, right? <laughs> What's the owner of the founder of Amazon? It's 170, 150 million. <laughs> he's now the richest man in the world. Warren Buffett's third or fourth on the list. But anyway, almost half of Warren Buffett's stock portfolio of Berkshire Hathaway. That's like basically like the Warren Buffett mutual fund. That's his company. They buy securities. They buy individual stocks. They might buy, buy other stuff, I'm not sure, but they certainly buy un- individual stocks. Almost half of Berkshire Hathaway is now made up of a single stock. Berkshire Hathaway owns more than $91 billion in Apple, representing 43% of the entire portfolio. You think he's betting down on some Apple? He believes in that sucker, right? So think about that if you're an owner or considering being an owner of Berkshire Hathaway. Let's, for example, say you have a diversified U.S. stock index fund, maybe a diversified uh, bond fund or ETF, and then you have Berkshire Hathaway. And let's say they're divided up 25% in each, 25% in Berkshire, or 33, let's say 33% in each, 33% in Berkshire Hathaway, 33% in the U.S. stock index fund, and 33% in the bond part. So 33% you got 43% in Apple. That means you own 13% of your account is in one single stock. 
Now, will it pay off? Only time will tell. Warren Buffett once said that diversification is protection against ignorance. It makes little sense if you know what you're doing. That takeaway, load up on what you know. Now, he's always done that. He's always bought what he knows. But does he think he knows Apple? What does he know about Apple that you and I don't know? And still, the huge, is it 90? Yeah, 91 billion in Apple shares. What if he decided he didn't like Apple anymore? What could he do to Apple's stock price? A recent peek into Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway, $214 billion portfolio underscores that uh, Warren Buffett is following his own advice considering how much stock he has accumulated in Apple. Buffett, thanks to Apple's stellar run, now owns more than $91 billion worth of the iPhone maker, which constitutes 43% of the total Berkshire Hathaway pie. Uh, as the report points out, there are 46 securities in Berkshire Hathaway. If you've added them together, not including the number two holding Bank of America, they still don't equal the Apple stake, which proves just how the big tech names have paced uh, in the stock market in recent times. So a lot of this has to do with this recent run, right? Earlier this year, Buffett explained to CNBC how critical technology was to Berkshire Hathaway's success. I don't think Apple, I don't think of Apple as a stock. I think of it as our third business. Buffett said placing the iPhone maker alongside Berkshire's wholly owned subsidiaries like Geico. It's probably the best business I know in the world. It's bold statements this man is making, right? Very bold statements. When he says this, do people follow? Obviously, he was already in the position, so trying to follow it now may not pay off. But do you think people follow this? Him saying that Berkshire Hathaway believes, and he believes, that Apple is one of the strongest uh, companies in the world. Buffett's Apple position was dinged a bit recently, but still outperformed the broader market as the Dow Jones and tech-heavy Nasdaq all moved lower. But found it amazing. Is this something we should do in our own accounts? Should you own 43% of a single stock in your investment accounts, in your portfolio? Obviously, you know my answer is going to be hex to the no because of the diversification risk. My trade-off is always this, or my thought process is this. What is my potential downside in having half of my money in one stock? Well, my risk goes way, way up if that one security has some bad news, has an issue, you know, has a uh, maybe a death of an executive or death of the CEO, or uh, there's all tons of scenarios we could come up in our mind that in the short run it could just get hammered, and we could get hammered because so much of our money is tied up in one company. Obviously, those who load up in one company or are not that diversified, most of them realize this. So you have to say, well, what does, does the upside outweigh my downside? And is Apple going to continue to beat the general returns of the stock market? Probably would be my best guess, but not on a risk-adjusted basis. We have to adjust for risk. Apple is going to be more volatile, I would assume, in the short term, six months, a year, two years, maybe even three years going to be more volatile, more swings than the general market because the general market, we just compare it to the S&P 500, there's a lot more companies in the general market. So risk adjusted, I have to assume, even though I don't have the real numbers in front of me, that 
If we adjust for risk, the S&P 500 beats Apple. Now, can we construct a more diversified version of what Warren Buffett is trying to do and outperform what he's done? I would say we probably could take a pretty good stab at it because the performance of Berkshire Hathaway in some instances hasn't been that stellar. It just hasn't been that great. And obviously he's going to rebound. He's going to come, he's going to come off of whatever situation is in and do okay. You know, he's a value investor. What is he looking for as a value investor? He's looking for things that are on sale. He's looking for companies that are still really great, but maybe they had a couple of bumps in the road and now stock price has fallen. It's a great time to buy them up. And then when the things, those things, those bumps in the road go away, the stock price recovers. That's his strategy. It doesn't always work in all market conditions. But I think if you're trying to build a high-tech, more diversified investment account, I think it can be done. I don't think you have to have 50% of your holdings in one company. But going back to what we were discussing earlier, he didn't begin this way. He bought a set amount of Apple, maybe bought a little more along the way, sold off some, who knows, the whole ownership history of Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett, and Apple. But I would assume that he bought it at some point or stopped buying at some point, and then the stocks just went up from there, and it has increased higher than the other holdings, which was really skewing the numbers. Is he going to do anything about it? Probably not. As long as the man believes the stock price is going higher from here, as he said, one of the strongest companies in the world, he's probably going to hang on to it. But if it goes the opposite way, what's going to happen? To this man's net worth of $71 billion, he's going to get his teeth kicked in. And that's what diversification saves you from. I'm of the belief you don't take any risk or you should not take any more risk than you have to because after that, it's just greed. What do I mean by that? If you can hit your retirement goal, uh, retirement income goal, earning 5 6 7% return, then construct an investment strategy designed to give you that 5 6 7% return because if we try to build one that's going to get a higher return than what we need, we're doing it with a lot more volatility. We're doing it with a lot more risk. And the reason is why, or the question would be why. That's my view on it. I think there's a lot to be said for lowering volatility in your retirement years to get more peace of mind. Not doesn't mean that's the right way for everyone, but for a lot of people, that is the best way. And that's why. All right, keep it locked in. We're going to be talking mortgages next right here on Financial Coaching Radio. If you've got a mortgage or thinking about getting a new mortgage refinancing, this is the place you want to stay. This is Financial Coaching Radio. Back with you right after this. Do you have a financial plan? I'm not talking about a worthless binder full of pretty charts and graphs. Are you certain you're on track to reach all your financial goals? A comprehensive financial plan is about so much more than just your IRA and mutual funds. It involves risk management, tax planning, professional investment management, retirement and estate planning. Make sure your entire financial life is in order by calling me, Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner at 878-2134 or go to my website, jasonqualls.com. 
Realestateagent.com. You have worked your entire life for what you have, and you deserve to determine how your assets are passed on to your loved ones. Make sure your estate plan is in order by calling John Baker, estate planning attorney today at 896-5621. Estate planning is not about you, but those you leave behind. For more, go to BakerCouncil.com or call 896-5621. A recent undercover study found that over 89% of paid tax preparers made mistakes. You heard me right, over 89%. Is your tax person making mistakes? Tax mistakes cost you money and may even lead to an IRS audit. I recommend you get a second opinion on your tax return today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. Tothero Helen Welch has been providing tax services to individuals and businesses for over 50 years. So call them today at 848-1072 or go to thwcpa.com. Mortgage rates slide to a jaw-dropping record low. As I kind of tried to do inflection there, it kind of messed it up. So I had to say it again. Forgive me. Mortgage rates slide to a jaw-dropping record low as COVID worsens. As the news about coronavirus gets worse and worse, mortgage rates are looking better and better. Rates on 30-year mortgages have sunk deeper below 3% and have hit an all-time new low. In mortgage daily news surveys of lenders, rates fell while investors were freaking out over America's skyrocketing cases of COVID-19, which could disrupt the economy's fragile recovery. The 30-year average fixed rate for a mortgage, America's most popular home type or loan type or mortgage type, uh, came in at on this this past week at 2.9%. Uh, for days, the typical rate had been 2.94%. Now it's 2.92%. The survey's previous all-time low, which was initially reached in mid-June, uh, now we're been a little bit lower. Is it going to lower? I don't know, man. <laughs> we say it all the time, right? We've been talking mortgages on this show since it began in 2011. Probably been talking mortgages and mortgage rates at least once a month, certainly once every other month for the entire uh, longevity of this show. And not in one instance have we been able to figure out where in the hell mortgage rates are going. Because usually, it's like investing in the stock market. When Mortgage rates will come back to a normal level at some point. What's normal? Well, I don't know. To some of you that lived and got mortgages in the 80s, uh, maybe normal to you is around 8%. Normal to me, I would say 6% is a normal mortgage rate. 5 6% somewhere in there. We'll eventually get there. How long before we get there? I don't have a clue. But in the meantime, no one can predict the short-term rationale and reasons for any fluctuations in the stock market, the bond market, or mortgage interest rates. If you believe the economy is going to worsen from here, then mortgage rates may go lower. If you believe we've already hit the bottom of where the economy and the investing markets are, then mortgage rates are going to kind of hold pats to hold steady for a while and then maybe start to increase. But the truth is, no one knows. I hate predictions. Can I say that? I'll let you know. 
you can have a general if you're if you're making financial life decisions. Well, do you lock, lock your mortgage interest rate now or do you wait? You got to go with your gut. Uh, no, you have to make some assumptions about the future, like tax rates, inflation rates, uh, you know, your income increase, uh, cost of living. You know, there's lots of things we got to forecast. Your rate of return. But that doesn't mean we're predicting the future. We're just making a pretty well conservative, educated guess about what could happen in the future. So we can make we can do some planning. We figure out how much we need to live and how much we should spend and how much we should save. We need those figures in our analysis. But as far as someone asking me or you and going, where are mortgage rates going? Where is the stock market going? What is your prediction? Where is the economy? I can give you an answer, but I'm probably going to be wrong. And this goes for anyone giving predictions. I wish there was a guy or a girl that had some type of, you know, surefire way is not the, the correct term, but a higher probability way for giving me some type of forecast. Now, they may come up with a new system, a new idea, and it may work for a while, but after a while, it's going to fizzle out. But I am still shocked at that headline. Mortgage rates are now at a new record low, below 2.94%. The markets aren't playing by the normal rules right now, says CEO of Mortgage Daily News. There are several reasons for this, but the simplest one is that the jury is still out with respect to rising COVID-19 stats in several states. Hospital beds are filling up, especially in the South and the West. States are requiring people to wear masks, even getting going back into lockdown. States that are home home to roughly 60% of the U.S. population, have either put their reopening plans on hold or have decided to close up again. Where did mortgage rates go from here? A widely followed weekly survey. Here's our prediction. I'll give it to you, even though it's probably going to be wrong. A widely followed weekly survey from mortgage company Freddie Mac also has put the 30-year mortgage rates at a new record low, averaging 3.07%. Home buyers who are able to find... Uh, a home in a today's ho tight housing market are getting incredibly cheap loans. Those who are refinancing are getting cheap loans as well. So what did all that say when I asked the question about where rates are going? It didn't even give me a freaking answer. <laughs> Which is good, right? Because it would have been wrong. I think we could go lower. Because this is all on emotion, right? That's what we're basing it on. You know, we're basing it on what's the economy going to do because of all the coronavirus cases. Is more people testing positive, but fewer people dying? What I'm saying there is more people are going to catch it, but the death rates continue to fall. Is that going to matter? And how? And our, now, what would matter in our economy is if we go back talk to a more nationwide type shutdown. And I don't think anyone is going back. Everybody felt what it was like to be there. Businesses, uh, local uh, uh, government entities, mayors, governors, of course the president, our senators, our House of Representatives. They all got a feel for what that was like, what it did, what it helped and what it didn't. And I'm not making a case. If you have someone sick or someone has passed away from COVID-19, my heart goes out to you. I'm not making light of that situation. But I think we, we stepped our foot in that door. We got a feel of what it was like. We're like, I'm getting the heck out of here. I don't think we're going back. And that's just my own personal view because I think there have been a lot of arguments already made that it didn't really do a whole lot anyway. 
it slowed it for sure. But you're slowing the inevitable, right? Isn't that what really happened? Because you gotta get, you got, you can't just sit in quarantine forever until the virus is no more. Because is it ever going to be truly gone? Only if there's a vaccine. So there's always going to be someone out there with it, and it's well, there's only ten people left with it, and we know who they are. Do you really? You don't have all that information, but it could easily start to spread again. This is my take. So while you can slow it by quarantining yourself or everybody quarantining for a period of time, then you have to reopen at some point. And when you do, then the case is going to spike back up and we're back in the same situation. you got to tear that Band-Aid off. Now, if you're still in a vulnerable spot, you have underlying health issues that you're probably all aware of, then maybe you don't do as things as, as quite as lenient as someone else. But I think we're not going back. I think the market knows this. I think rates are going to hover around where they are. Could be slightly lower. But if you haven't refinanced, looked at refinancing your mortgage, and you got three and a half, four percent 4%, look at it. Call our mortgage expert, Marshall Sparkman. You know, he'll be on in the next segment. And if you're certainly in the market to buy a house and you're financially ready to do so, you're not going to find a better time. Once in a lifetime. We've been saying that for years. A 4% rate, once in a lifetime. 3.5% rate, once in a lifetime. 2.9% interest rate on your mortgage, once in a lifetime. Uh, this is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. Keep it locked in. This is Financial Coaching Radio. Between car payments, repairs, and the price at the pump, it can feel like your car is going to drive you out of house and home. Fortunately, Donegal Insurance Group can make keeping your car on the road more affordable. That's because for safe drivers, Donegal delivers rates that are among the lowest in the state. To find out how much you can save, call your neighborhood Donegal agent today. To save on your auto insurance, call us at Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 615-898-0053. How much are your investments costing you each year? Most people don't have a clue. Why is this extremely important? Because overpaying by just 1% a year in fees and expenses can reduce your account balance at retirement by 28%. You heard me right. 28% less at retirement. I'm commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. I don't sell financial products. I don't accept commissions or kickbacks from investment companies. Give me a call today for a free unbiased investment review at 878-2134 or visit my website, jasonquallscfp.com. Buying a house is stressful and so is shopping for a mortgage. Take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance. Not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal. Trust me on Call my friend Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Great team, great process, and the best rates. Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Show no 
books to sell. Certainly not pushing any live event tickets. I'll leave that to the other guys. Joining in now is Marshall Sparkman, our mortgage lending expert, with the mortgage prediction of the year. He says mortgage rates are going. <laughs> Did you believe that they're down? Right, they're down again. Down, lowest I've ever seen. Two point nine average, right? Yeah, I'm locking them even lower. How is that possible? I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. You're just it. doing it. It's not even keep it with inflation right now. I don't even get. I don't. I don't who knows? I but mean, once you, you, know, you see the numbers of uh, of you know, I just did an article or talked about an article. Record low, two point nine two percent, according mm-hmm. to the the survey of lenders. So I guess some are higher, some are lower. Right. So you're coming in lower. What's the lowest you've you you know without doing some kind of crazy buy down? What's the lowest you've heard about here locally or you've done? Man, I'm locking uh, government loans, VA loans right now at at two point three seven five percent. You know, APRs in the two and a half range or something like that. It's uh yeah, rates are as low as as as, as I've ever seen them in my career. Interesting read from Forbes coming here. How to find? How, what's the secret to finding low mortgage rates? So, Marshall Sparkman, what is the the secret? What's the secret to <laughs> finding the, a low rate? Is because that's kind of a grabbing headline, right? You're you're in the mortgage, you're in the the market to refinance or buy a home. You're like, oh, I want to know the secret to finding low mortgage rates. Yeah, and that's probably written by a internet lead company that <laughs> wants you to fill out your info, and they're going to sell it to two hundred lenders. Uh, no, I mean you know the secret to There's no secret to finding a low rate. You know, most mortgage companies have their margins or their profit margins set about the same. You know, some companies will vary and differ. You get some online Internet companies that just push numbers. They'll have their margins set real low. Uh, And, you know, we find ourselves we're a local company that has our margins set real low. So uh, and then you get other companies who have higher margins. They feel like they provide you a better level of customer service and and they're going to get paid for it. So they'll have higher uh, higher profit margins built into their loans, and they'll have a little bit higher rates. So shop around. That's how you, you basically you compare different lenders, right? Yeah, that's the only way to compare. Right? So when someone gets a printout of a mortgage estimate or mortgage quote, what are they looking at? What are the key figures they say, I need to look at this, I need to look at this, to make sure I'm comparing apples to apples? The, the main things you need to look at, what is your loan amount, what is your monthly payment, and how much is your cash to close? That's the three things you need to look at. So if one lender is quoting you, uh, your 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 loan amount, and then he's quoting your monthly payment, and it all looks good. Well, look at your cash to close because he may be charging you extra closing costs and fees. And that is you're talking about two that would have the identical rate. Correct. Yeah. So so the three things you want to look at is your your down payment or cash to close. You want to look at your loan amount. And you want to look at your um, your monthly payment. And if all those things, you know, if the loan amount's the same. Then you're looking at, hey, I can bring this person's making me bring less to the table. It's the same interest rate. Obviously, that's a better deal. Yes. So, so the 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 technical answer to what you're you're asking is, well, the government introduced APR. So you see, a lot of times now lenders have to quote an APR. So anytime I say an interest rate, like I just did on the air, I'm supposed to say what the APR is after that. What the APR is, that's an it kind of it's a super complicated formula that's used to say here's how much you're going to be financing back into the loan. So Basically, the real rate with all the cost involved. With all the cost involved over the term of the loan, so over a 30-year period, for example. So it's uh, it's super complicated, but a lot of people have been trained to think, well, what's my APR, the bottom line? What's my APR? But the APR can be misleading. At the end of the day, you want to look at the payment, the loan amount, 
and the caster close. That's that's what those are the main meat and potatoes. Don't a lot of people get caught up in the APR. I say don't get caught up in the APR as much as you do those other three items. Why would one have a lower lower APR, but then the factors you mentioned be a little bit more attractive? Well, if you've got a lower APR, so for example, if you go to buy a new car and say your interest rate is three percent. Well, if your APR is anything over 3%, that means that there are additional fees that they're financing into your loan, right? So if your APR is the same, it means there's absolutely no fees being financed into the loan. And any APR that's higher than your interest rate means there are fees being financed into the loan. So that's what you need to be looking for. So, so the APR can be high, which means your closing costs are higher, which means your cash to close can be higher. But if your loan amount is lower your APR still may be higher and you're, but you're going to have a lower monthly payment. So, so that's that, where you get, you got to certain factors may not match. And that's where you're like, well, I don't know which one's better now. Correct. Yeah. It's, it's super, it, it can be super misleading. You know, at the end of the day, you've got a budget that you need to stick under with that monthly payment. You've got a budget that you need to bring to the cash to close. You need to stick within that. And then, uh, you know, everything else kind of works itself out from there. And you just kind of get a, a feel that if this is near the best rate possible. Yeah, you know, you'll you'll know. I mean, you know, the rate's the rate, but a lot of times, see, my biggest competition is usually internet lenders. Uh, so you hop on Lending Tree or wherever you go to to look at, uh, you know, try to find the lowest rate out there. Well, what they'll do is they'll quote you a really low rate. They may come out and say two point two five percent. Well, that's cool, but when they send you the cost breakdown, they've got two points built into the deal, and and. Uh, the average consumer, you're not paying, especially in a refinance, you're not paying that out of pocket. It's being rolled back into your loan. So the average consumer just sees, oh, I got a really good rate, but really is that rate the best deal for you? Marshall Sparkman, our mortgage lending expert. What's the best rate or way to reach you off the air for mortgage questions? Uh, you can reach me off the air at 615-278-2801. Or you got a website as well, right? More geared toward the VA part. Yep, yeah. My website is valoanstn.com. Valoanstn.com. This is Financial Coaching Radio. Back with you right after this short break. Make sure you stick around. This is the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. Get a second opinion. Get a second opinion. Get a second opinion. I'm Jason Qualls, commission-free certified financial planner. I can't stress enough how important it is for you to get a second opinion on your investments in financial plan. Unfortunately, since most financial advisors care more about selling you financial products than providing objective advice, it can be hard for you to know who has your best interest in mind. Call me, Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner for a free no-obligation investment review at 878-2134 or go to my website, jasonquallscfp.com. When you work with an independent insurance agent, you put the power of choice to work for you. Independent agents know several companies and their coverages, which means more options. And because companies like Donegal Insurance Group use the independent agent system, you not only get quality insurance, you also save money. The Independent Insurance Agent System. Discover the power of choice. Make Middle Tennessee Insurance Group your choice. Call today for your hassle-free quote at 615-898-0053. Would you like your business to be more efficient? Well-organized financial records are the foundation of any successful business. 
taking advantage of your competition today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. They can provide you with expert bookkeeping, payroll services, tax planning, and much, much more. Go to thwcpa.com or call them at 848-1072 today. Still here in the house is Marshall Sparkman, our mortgage lending expert. I read something in this article from Forbes about how to find the, the cheapest interest rate. The five least expensive mortgage lenders. USAA is on the list. Oh, wow. I know you do a lot with veterans, mm-hmm. and USAA is kind of a veteran-type organization company. What is your competitive uh, idea there? I would have called them one of the most expensive. That's funny. Uh, so if it's on Forbes, it's probably whoever's paying on the most money to advertise that. <laughs> I'd like to see the other lenders on there. So someone gathering up the info to get a mortgage. Now, is it best to reach out to someone to get a list of exactly what you need? Or is there just a, you know, there's two top two or three things, two or three things everyone needs to prepare. Well, yeah, you definitely need to have your most recent pay stubs in hand. Um, you need to have, if you're buying a house, you need to have bank statements on hand. You need to have a copy of your driver's license. Uh, you need to have a W-2 from last year. Sometimes you'll need tax returns depending on the scenario. If you're doing a government loan or if you're self-employed, I'll need two years of tax returns. Uh, there's a bunch of ifs, if this, then that scenarios. So, But the main things, you know, driver's license, pay stubs, bank statements, uh, that's kind of the major things. Highly unlikely you'll ever see rates this low again. If so, not much lower. Reach out to Marshall Sparkman. Marshall, what's that phone number once again? 615 278 2801. All right, this is Financial Coaching Radio. We're out of here for today. Appreciate you listening today and every day. Check out Jason Qualls, CFP.com to learn more about what I do, how I do it, why I am one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. Back at you tomorrow. Same bat time, same 